Let Jadian go out the door. Jadian! <laughs> Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after a nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah! Hey, guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. My name is Steven Smith. I'm here with BTS Roland. Director slash cinematographer. Um, he also has, I mean, BTS Roland is a brand now. Um, so we gotta make sure that thing. So, Devon, welcome to the show, bro. Mr. BTS. Thank you for having me, man. If I say Mr. BTS, right, does that sound like it the sounds, band BTS? It sounds like BTS. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it sounds it's strictly behind the scenes. No kind of copyright issue. You don't say BTS yeah. without saying Roland. If Correct. You're, if you're referring Correct. to Correct. Yeah, because that might be bad. Yeah. That's so, why I tell people address me as what you know me as. Don't call me BTS. Okay. Let's just say. Let's just say. Um, let's just say Devon. Devon, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having there's, me. Man. I don't feel like there's a copyright entrenchment on that because it's gonna be no. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm here, man. All right, so today me and Devon are going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about confidence, we're going to be talking about reaching for goals, um, and also like how to compartmentalize a little bit, because sometimes you can't be everything to everybody, I guess that's the best way to say. Yeah. Before we get into all of that, we're going to do a little fact of fiction um, with Devon, BTS Roland, because every time I say BTS, like I say BTS Roland. Yes. 100%. It's not you the brand, the brand without the Roland. No, it's not the brand without the Roland. I like it. Boy, watch how he feels. Listen, listen. I want ten percent. I'm like ten percent. I might got wild to you. Ten percent, bro. Do like this thing. What? what? And oh just God. like bust off yeah. with the money. Yeah, bro. I got this recording here, young. I kill me for this tape, yo. You, me and your one in here. Help. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's move on. We're gonna do a fact of fiction. We're gonna do five. I'm gonna give you five statements. Statements. You're gonna just say if they're true. If they're false. These are very random. Anyway, just a random collection of facts. So number one, lightning has brought, hasn't brought down a plane since 1963. Lightning hasn't brought down a plane since 1963. True or false? False. It's true. Wow. Yeah, due That's to careful insane. engineering that lets the electric, the electric charge of a lightning bolt run through the plane and out of it. They haven't had, yeah, that, I did not. I did not know I that. I didn't know that. Did not okay, know that before okay. today. Number two. When Steve Jobs what was at his deathbed, he asked for five different oxygen masks so that he could choose the one with the best design. When Steve Jobs was at his deathbed, he asked for five different oxygen masks so he could choose the one with the best design. True That's something Steve would do. True or false, bro? True. It's one hundred percent true. Yeah, this I is. Like, I feel like that's something my bias Steve would do. Say, bring, bring me, bring me options. Bring yeah. me options. All right, number three. If you want to learn about monsters and ghouls in real life, you can get a PhD in parapsychology at the University of Edinburgh. If you want to learn about monsters and ghouls in real life, you can get a PhD in parapsychology at the University of Edinburgh. False. It's 100% true, bro. That's insane. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Yo, listen. You can learn more monsters and ghouls and oh, make it a professional man. degree? A PhD, bro. A doctor of parapsychology. 
And so were you using that for? Ghouls and mythology. When I did the research on this one, they said that you could end up being a consultant for movies and stories and fiction. But by how much people... Oh, no, how much people... Oh. Well, no. Well... But they're going to just go to who they know. Correct. So you better Everybody know somebody. Everybody knows a friend so you who really somebody. good at monsters. I could almost guarantee that they have a high enrollment. Number four. All right. The national anthem of, ne- of Ukraine is called The Glory and the Freedom of Ukraine Has Not Yet Perished. The national anthem of Ukraine is called The Glory and the Freedom of Ukraine Has Not Yet Perished. True or false? False. It's true. You're just gonna give me all true statements. I feel like you're doing a psychology thing. I'm not, dude. Listen, right? <laughs> Why would I know the national anthem of Ukraine? I, I, I did not know it, but the thing is, this song, so the glory and the freedom of Ukraine has not yet perished. It doesn't sound like a national a song title. I guess because it's, it's sung in a different, yeah, it's sung in a different language. So you might not. It's not gonna sound like this, but this is the translation. All right, number five. A study conducted in 2015 found that because of increasing global temperatures, flowers are becoming more and more fragrant. A study conducted in 2015 found that because of increasing global temperatures, flowers are becoming more and more fragrant. True or false? False. It's false. As global temperatures raise, flowers are actually emitting less scent. Yeah. It's a little dark at the end there. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. So you could only imagine in 50 years, you know, it probably ain't gonna send, really. BTS, Roland. Tell me about that. Um, BTS, behind the scenes, Roland, my last name. Um, I've always been fascinated with the idea of being a legitimate professional, mm-hmm. but taking people on the journey of you starting and arriving where you're arriving in the next 10 years Mm. so for people to see your full-on professional journey Mm -hmm. that's where the bts was for it was from behind the scenes it was capturing that's where it started Mm -hmm. that's what that was the original mindset for the name it evolved into me loving capturing the, the, this parts of an event or something mm. that no one sees. Correct, correct. So, so, so the parts, like the process, you actually yeah. doing it. Because a lot of the times I feel like as, as cinematographers, or even photos, I don't know if you do photos, do you do photos mm. as well? Okay. But any capturing, like a lot, a lot, so much of the story is not in front of the camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're only taking slices of the mm. frame. So like, I could understand how that could be a very interesting part of the story for you. But so making that into a social media like 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 geared platform, like how I mean, how do you behind the scenes for me runs deeper than just my process now though. Mm. So it's like when you see me say behind the scenes, one of the things people always say is, "May remember doing that." Oh wow! Anytime they see themselves in one movie, "May remember doing that." Mm. Oh, you did it though. Caught it. <laughs> when I first started, you know, one thing I used to tell people is like, what we do is like a time machine. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to remember. Like, like, a lot of what we do is, as human beings are trivial. So like, you only remember like the broad strokes. Like you don't remember the little inflections and the little, 
oh, you move this over here, you make a weird face and them kind of things. Them things don't normally, you know, make it. <laughs> they, don't normally, they don't normally make it into your memory. Of course. <laughs> it's very expository, right? Somebody I pushing a camera in your face. I, I seen the man out the corner. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry yeah. about that. It's okay, it's fine. But like, so making this into a brand, because I mean, showing BTS, you could do that just mm. on your page. Like mm-hmm. that's, oh, I'll show a BTS mm-hmm. video of this video that I did, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. But you're trying to make this into a brand or you're making it actively into a brand. Mm-hmm. Like, like why make that part a brand per se? Because no one sees it the way I see it. Mm. You put three videographers on, video, videographers in a room and tell them, record somebody jumping up and down, mm-hmm. the footage will look different in all three cameras. Correct. Because that's how we see it. So it's not necessarily selling the behind the scenes. It's selling my behind the behind scenes. scenes. It's how you want to see your event through my lens. Mm. You like the way I view the world. You're you're looking... It's there, It's putting this stamp mm-hmm. the official stamp it to me that's the ultimate way of saying buying into my creativity adding a brand to a product it's more so from a selfish aspect because i work so much in the corporate world day to day and i realize the biggest flaw with that is that when someone has a corporate company the client is able to say a lot this is how i want it to correct work. correct the client still has that when you attach it to a brand, but when you attach it to somebody who is like an individual cinematographer who you're hiring to do a project. You're hiring a style. But you're hiring me now for my style. Correct, correct. You knew what you were getting. Mm-hmm. When it comes to changes and so that's just that's just the objective professional side. Correct. You can't tell the client they can't change stuff. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the actual style of the video, mm-hmm you hiring me for that because these videos only look this way if i do them it's very you know what's very interesting i feel like when we're dealing with copy because i I deal with all the copy clients as well normally when they give you references they give you references based on something that's on TikTok Mm -hmm. or something that's on like instagram or or youtube or whatever the case is whatever platform and they say okay i want the video to look like this right what you're saying is that you want to bypass that. You want them to say, look, we saw these videos that you did and we kind of want a video that looks like this thing that you did mm-hmm. before versus let's, I want you to do something that Jadian did over here already. That's what you're trying to establish. It's a very interesting, interesting model. Because yes, last year I went to <clears throat> a lot of events last year. Mm-hmm. I, last year was the groundwork for my business. Mm-hmm. I've recently that they started this year started to push the business side okay. last year was the groundwork i went to a lot of events and just shot on my own and posted videos just to get it out there mm-hmm. right <clears throat> every single video i released last year had intent behind it and when i say intent every emotion that i wanted it to create i got and that's because i spent a lot of years creating my style I know the feelings that my style should convey. If you tell me my style gave us something feeling, mm-hmm. and it wasn't my, my directed feelings, I'd do something wrong. Really? Yeah. 
So you don't you don't leave any room for leave room. sort of personal interpretation? Personal interpretation is for more so. It doesn't personal interpretation is always a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But there are three common things I look for. That's what are those? Right. If you went, you relive it. Mm-hmm. If you didn't go, you regret it. And if you're a professional, mm-hmm. you respect it. The so, thing is, though, <clears throat> and this is, I find this to be, because that's, that's actually a pretty genius way to kind of distill it. Like, you're trying to create, like, formal in people who really mm-hmm. didn't go. Like, it's like, oh, crap, I should have really been there. Should have re- I should have really lived this experience for myself, which is great, fantastic. I think when I see trailer videos, I guess because I am not kind of into that space, like, I'm only looking at it from an objectively professional standpoint. Like, do I like that shot? Did, did that trans- transition work? Uh, did... I mean, was the lighting effective at conveying a sort of like vibe or emotion or even mood? Because sometimes we, we kind of forget the mood part of it. Um, but I, I I do think that when it comes to our art form, it's it's so it's so interesting because everybody has their own preferences. Like some people are very nuanced in the way they see the world and so they're like, okay, well, well, he didn't shoot the girl whole body. Which is something that does annoy me all the time. I really hate that. Like it's like you, you show somebody something, it's like, well, you only seeing their face because the face is the only thing we needed. We didn't need, but that's objective. Like they objectively have a preference for being able to gather more inform, like an informative video versus an artistic one. Like how do you deal with that when somebody's like they're not, they don't have that sort of okay. aesthetic. If I post a video and it gets 1,200 views, mm-hmm. but it gets 700 likes. Why should I care about the leftovers? Ah, that's weird. But then- The reason why I said, why should I care? It's mm-hmm. not that I don't want to eventually mm-hmm. bring them into my audience, but as, and this, I guess you don't look at it this way because as a content creator, mm-hmm. if you get caught up on the people you're not capturing, you will start to hate it. Hmm. You That's have to appreciate the ones that do love it. True. The thing is, I mean, even when I didn't, I wasn't even talking about it in terms of of, of likes as much. Like that was think, just the example. Correct. If I look at it from the art farm aspect, mm-hmm. it's just me. Okay, for an example, mm-hmm. I said this all the time too. My friend, I said, if your crit- if I send you something, and your critique is all personal, mm-hmm. thank you for making here. <laughs> you have to give me a technical. Ob- so you have to tell me uh-huh. this looks this way because the lighting bad here. And I think you should adjust this because it makes your clip look better. But if I place this clip here because I like how this clip goes into this clip and you don't like how it goes into this clip, I'm not changing it. Because it's not your art form, it's mine. That is, that is, very, that is very brave. And um, a lot of the things that set me apart uh-huh. are those things that most other professionals don't like.
So, so you are, you are, is it that you are, you're titanium against like negative, like not as a negativity, I don't want to say negativity, but criticism. Is it that you don't want to hear people's criticism, even if it's personal? No, 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 no. Because I, the thing is, when you said, when you said, you said it's three things. You said it's, if you're there, you want to, re if you were there, you want to relive mm -hmm. it. If you weren't there, you, you wish you were there, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm paraphrasing. And if you look at it on a professional level or from a technical standpoint, it's sound mm -hmm. as a technical piece, like as a technical video, right? So professionals would like it. But the thing is, I think what's interesting about that and what, what, what I think I'm trying to get at is that the emotional part, you say every emotion that somebody felt that's engineered for, from, from the get-go for them to feel that way. But if they don't feel aligned with it, then that's okay. it's okay. You just don't care about that. that. When I say don't care, nothing I harsh, but that's okay. If you, if, Ian, if, you, if Ian hit you how he's supposed to, mm -hmm. that's okay. It's interesting because the thing is, I, I think I've developed that for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's like I the detractors, and I agree with you. I don't. I wouldn't say it like that. Like you know, you you'd be like brazen. Like I don't give a shit, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, like it's like there will always be people who will tell you how to shoot or how to film. There's everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't have skill. Everybody has some sort of opinion. And I think early on, it's like you kind of have to separate yourself and say, okay. Some people are not gonna like me, and that's fine. That's hundred percent. Um, that's fine, and it's okay if they don't like my style. It's okay if they don't like this. I will if they talk to me and they come to me respectfully. I listen to them and try to weed out if there's any improvements I could make from what they're saying. But if it's nothing for me to improve, then of course I just cast that aside. But sometimes I do listen to detractors just to see if there's something I could improve upon. Is it that you feel that where your style is, it's exactly what you want? Or is it that it's something that you feel that could be improved upon over time or with like criticism or with more experience? Is it that you feel like we are here now, that's where you really want to be? It comes from the fact that I, a lot of the critiques I get mm -hmm. from professionals especially, comes from a place of, I'm telling you this because it's something we overlook because we don't critique, critique ourselves enough and may wind it get to your head, right? Mm. But I, because and it's because I don't overshare with anyone that isn't a personal friend. So most people who interact with me mm. do not know me at all. Oh, wow. Circle small. Very, in terms of my personal feelings. Mm -hmm. So I... My friends who are very close to me know that I hate my work after watching it a thousand times. Because every time I post, I watch it like a hundred times. <laughs> and after that, I don't like this video anymore. Because I've spotted everything that you can ever say to me. It's not that I don't want critique. Mm -hmm. But don't bring critique to me like... I'm telling you this because you didn't see it. I saw it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate your opinion mm -hmm. because I asked you for it for a reason. Correct. But if it's not from a technical, if it's not from a place of, I want to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Right? But if I wanted to be consistent without the product being worthy of going out, I would have post every day. True. But I don't post every day. 
I'm more consistent than most, mm. but I don't. I don't post something unless it's worthy of my page. So, it's more so me being so aware of my flaws, knowing where I am, and knowing that. Because another thing people get thing is because I'm young at 23, mm. people look at the fact that because I'm 23, they look at the age as a whole, but they don't know how much time I have put in to knowing what works and what doesn't. I mean, especially on your, on your terms. On my terms. On your terms. But mm. not just for my terms, too. Not just for my terms. I can confidently say mm. I can take anybody's brand and tell them this is what you need to do for it to work. Now, me ain't talking about the business. I'm just understanding the business side in terms of, okay, this is how you speak. This is how you interact with clients. But in terms of making you... I could take make any brand look valuable very valuable just by telling them do certain things and that's because I put so much time into mine I put mm. so much time into nine every video for me that has blown up mm. I knew it because I know okay this video may put as much time into it and may do this as much time up because I was probably tired so I just edited a certain way and I was like, yeah, this, the view count, I estimate a view count and it usually always hit it. And any video that I put all my effort into for it, say, okay, this one, this one very important. I need to make sure this one is done right. Mm -hmm. Usually I always hit the numbers that I expect it to hit. And it's not about the numbers, but I'm just saying that's how much I know what works and what doesn't work. Because I tell people for me, and something I don't want to lose, which mm. I've seen a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot of the professionals I interact with mm. locally, something I don't want to lose is how bad I love this field. It's beautiful. Right? Mm. I've seen so much people just want to make the money and go home. May want to reach that point. And I can't, I, I am going to reach that point if I take all of their advice. Mm. Because then it wouldn't be anything of your left. Exactly. Yeah. I would be becoming them. The things that they tell me won't work are the things that I find exciting. And mm -hmm. if I stop doing them just because it makes the corporate man happy, then I am no longer BTS Roland. It's funny, you know, because there's a balance here. You see, you, you do, like, you say you went out last year and you were doing a lot of groundwork. Like, you went to a lot of events. I'm guessing you went to those events just to create videos or create content. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? I would call that a personal artistic project. Mm -hmm. Bro, like, in this, in this line of work, you need them things, you know. You need to not have somebody looking over your shoulder and telling you what to do. Like, if without a creative outlet, you're right. You don't get so jaded. Like, you'll be like, I mean, you like this no more. No, but I push the boundaries even past just the personal stuff. Mm -hmm. Even where I work and I did today. My corporate videos in everybody else's corporate videos. My wedding videos in everybody else's wedding videos. I might use a song in a wedding video that people like, why would, why would you use this? Mm. But the couple love it because I focus on the key part 
one specific thing that I draw my skill to As a- when doing any project. Well, when doing different projects. So for weddings is um, a moment. People the mo- usually focus on this is our happy day. Mm-hmm. We ain't want to forget it, right? I look at it like a moment like no other. There will be no other day like your wedding day. So why should your wedding video look like all the hundreds that are out there? Mm. Interesting. Slow song, build up, sad. No, well, you don't watch your wedding video and laugh. Well, you don't watch your wedding video and get up and dance with your husband because I remember how funny it was that day. Cool. If we send it out and the client send back and say, we ain't like that, cool. I tried. I never want to reach the point where I don't try it and then they no come back and then I say, okay, well, let me give them what they want. No. But my first action will always be how I saw the wedding. Mm. And then if they come back and say, no, we ain't want this, we're looking more like this, then I'll do what they want. But my mm. first initial action will always be my vision. That's very interesting. The thing is, I think, I think sometimes how I see it is not even just how I saw the wedding, but what speaks to me about them, about the wedding. Like, it's not that different, but I think the difference is that I want to envision how they felt on the wedding day, not how I felt on the wedding day. So mm-hmm. I might see it, like definitely can't change it. Mm-hmm. My viewpoint is going to be my viewpoint. Where I put the camera, those are choices that I consciously are, whatever, I was led to make from my own internal logic, right? Or my own internal passion, like aside, they were aside. But a lot of the times what I try to do, and I don't know if maybe you do the same thing, you could tell me yes or no, is that if I am on a wedding, I'm trying to get to know the, 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 the bride and the groom, what are their personalities like? Like, what, what are the, who are these people? Not who are these people as, as bride and groom. Who are these people as people? Like, if it's Richard and Jessica, who is Jessica? Who is Richard? You know what I mean? What personality types do they bring to the table? And how, who are they together? And then try to embody that in whatever video is produced. Like, if I'm doing a trailer, like, what is, who are they? Because the thing is, if they are the simple sentimentals, which I don't think anybody is, I feel like people are multidimensional and they're very deep onions, right? But if they are deeply sentimental, I don't know Jessica is a super romantic. Like she's just like, you know, Brian McKnight, they just make her swoon. Like that's, that's what vibrates, that's what makes her frequency vibrate. Then I'm going to do that. Because that's what makes her Jessica. If I'm looking at, 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 at she husband, I'm like, who, what makes this guy this guy? Like, what part of this wedding day is him? Because sometimes, especially for guys, I feel like it gets kind of caught up in the formality of the, 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 the bride is, is the main event. But they have their own personalities, and you could sometimes tell from the goons, man, and what kind of vibe they have together. And you try to capture moments that will speak to him, too, mm-hmm. so that the bride is not the only one watching the, the, the wedding trailer, but the goon also is like, oh, yo, he put, yo, he put a shot in there. That's me and my boys, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how we really are. Like, I felt like that was organic. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's, again, I don't know if you do that or you do like, no, man, this is how I see it, this is how I feel. I do that, mm-hmm. but I do it. 
in a way, this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. Your process. I view, I do everything that you say, mm-hmm. but then let me break it down in, in layman's terms. For me? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm joking, but go ahead, go ahead. If you take see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Rather than take Peter B. Parker, mm-hmm. I give them Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Still Spider-Man. But it's just a different twist on Spider-Man. Exactly. Correct. So you're, you're going to remix it. So if they're lovey-dovey, mm-hmm. I give them a lovey-dovey probably on top of a slow R&B hip-hop bounce track. <laughs> that is... That is interesting. So that it, is interesting. Rather than it just be pianos yeah, and yeah, organs, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's pianos and organs on top of a hip hop. On top of a, tra- a trap beat. Yeah, that's that sounds interesting. So therefore, the edit leaves some semblance of me okay. as a creative. So your signature has to be. I'm very important. I'm very big on that. Main key, what I'm doing, mm-hmm. it has to look like I did it. Let me ask you this: What what is there is there a part of the process that you especially like? Like, is there a part of this this whole thing that you like that it just vibrates for you differently? The editing, the shooting, the setup. The what for about it? Do you do you do you like most? For me, is the it's very personal because I don't think much people do this. Yes, sir. But it's how I come up with the ideas. So or the pre-production, a lot of the, a lot of the, the pre-visualization, video, pre-visualization mm-hmm. process is my favorite part because of how I come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. I would be every single one of my videos are inspired by music. I have a very musical background, mm-hmm. so I have musically tuned ears, despite me not doing music anymore. So I hear things in songs that people don't hear. So I cut to certain beats that people wouldn't hear. So I listen to music and any song that I listen to on a daily basis, I have a video concept written down to it. I have video concepts written down to almost every song I listen to. Mm. Right? Mm. And then when when I go out and shoot, I basically just pick one of those songs and the video has already been created in my head. Mm. Irregardless of what the the, 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 the content the is. content is yeah so it's like one of my YouTube videos mm-hmm. one of my ideas is to actually shoot a video and show people that I can make multiple vi- different feeling videos from that. out of the same set of clips just mm-hmm. by changing this song yeah man that's that's mood I don't even think a lot of people. I don't know if, well, maybe videographers should notice this is basic. But the song, the instrumentation, the yeah. whatever music, is behind music is the mood. Movies do way more than you think. Correct. Well, the thing is. Well, people think how we know. Yeah, because, it, listen, it, even, even don't, I don't know if you've ever watched, have you ever watched um, A Quiet Place? Yeah. Yeah, okay. A Quiet Place uses silence. Mm-hmm. Yo, that thing is deafening how they use silence. Like, it's literally. No sound. And you could be, if you're watching it in a movie or anything, you could hear a pin drop in a movie, yeah. that, 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 that cinema. It's no sound to the point where they add, and it's no sound to the point where sound design 
is so important. Correct. Because I think the thing that makes a quiet place so scary is the fact that every time it's silent, you know that little ringing? Yeah. You hear? Yeah. It's the constant ad- throughout the entire movie. movie. What? When you hear, yeah, when you know when it's abso- and you hear the ringing? Yes. Anytime there's absolute silence, you hear that ringing. That is interesting. I never even noticed that. I mean, I know the sound design in a quip is just different level. Every time there's absolute silence, and you probably don't notice it because your ear naturally do ring as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you think it's just your ear, but it's actually in the, the movie. In the sound design. That is crazy. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of how you use music, like, it's very, very important. Because I, I always felt like the mood, music sets the mood. Mm-hmm. So you would find, like, even when I'm doing my editing, right, like, I would tell you, like, 40% of the time, maybe even sometimes 50% of the time, is looking for tracks or finding music that kind of vibrates at the frequency that I needed to vibrate and match the clips them that I already have. Sometimes what I would do to save time is to get the music first and shoot toward that sort of tempo, that sort of, that sort of vibe, that sort of feeling. It really, it, it, it makes even the style of which you're shooting different. Like, if, if you know that you're shooting to something like boom, 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 the, the, the pace at which you're going to shoot is completely different to if you didn't have any soundtrack at all. Like, you, there's no rudimentary shots when you have this soundtrack in your head. I mean, a lot of the times you don't have the, the ability to do that, which sucks. I'll tell you, my client comes to you and I want this thing done in a specific time frame. By the time you get all the information, you know, we're shooting tomorrow, we're shooting two days from now, whatever the case is. So even sometimes having that sort of bedrock, that sort of preparation, you probably don't have it. So you shoot openly and you try to make something of it afterwards. But that music is still vital. And you would sometimes, you would hear, like, even clients, I don't know if you guys are deal with this, but clients would tell you, like, oh, I kind of want this kind of track. Or I'm looking for this kind of mood. Yo, listen, dog. Your video ain't match this kind of mood at all. At all. At all. Like you're talking about doing like a lifestyle. This ain't a lifestyle video. This is a product video. Like, I mean, if you if you if you try, you could maybe squeeze a lifestyle, but then you have to shoot for that. Yeah, the shooting has to match. The so. shooting has to match. Which I, I like, I like that Vis- pre-visualization is your first part because if you pre-visualize your concept, right, ahead of time, it's just a matter of making adjustments based on what you have to deal with versus trying to make it up on the, the very spot and then having things not really align in any way, shape or form. So it feels like your video doesn't have any syncopation, yeah. just random. Like that would be terrible. Like when you don't have an out, like you're shooting video and it's like, I don't even know how this shot is going to like theoretically connect to the next shot. I mean, sometimes they get some happy accidents, man. Like sometimes it's like, oh shoot, this is perfect. Cause how I how I look at this whole how I do my brand thing mm-hmm. is a lot of the I would say the negatives I get from peers is that I sound overconfident, mm. right? But then, that's okay because I feel like telling somebody they're overconfident when the product match the talk mm-hmm. becomes personal insecurity. 
What do you mean in terms of them being insecure about you or me no. That's I just say personal insecurity. I don't know the depth of it. But if I'm saying if you see me say I think I'm the best, mm-hmm. but then my quality of my work ranks among the best. If you say you're the best, you think I bothered? You think I'm going to tell you that you don't you shouldn't say that? Because your quality matches. Here's what I think the problem is. We live in a very, we live in a very, um, modest. Know, let your works, yeah, modest. So let so your work speak for yourself. <laughs> Wait, you type of vibe. <laughs> what are you doing? Do you doing, a job? Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's, you know, be humble and let your work speak for itself. And, you know, yes, that is true. There's a difference between being confident and being an asshole. Correct. But there's a difference between having an ego and being egotistical mm. right? what is the difference between having an ego and being egotistical most egotistical people don't have the work to match it they usually just talk 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 and when you tell them prove it they can't prove it you think so yes mm. because a lot of people you know you ever read julius caesar mm-hmm. you know, julius, well i know of julius caesar you, know, you see how julius caesar had an ego right of course you know he wasn't egotistical because when Julius Caesar said, I go across there and tear down this country. He went across tear down the country. He also had a way about him that he could inspire men. That was another thing. Well, mm-hmm. other than his genius. He had an ego. Because he was a tactical mm-hmm. He had a big ego. Yeah. I feel like the big problem is what gave having an ego a negative stigma is if you're going to have an ego... Please, when please don't give nobody the opportunity to pull up this and say this is what you're talking about. How does um, your brand feed into your personality? It's tied into my personality and how much, but it's tied to specific parts of my personality. Like what? What are the specific parts, Mister Scorpio person? How much I. <laughs> How much I like. We're both Scorpios, bro. Just, I just like. I didn't I, know that. You didn't know that? No. I felt like we did jobs. I told you this. Probably. But yeah, we're both Scorpios. Even though I don't give off the personality of a Scorpio. Mm, I give it off very much, huh? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think, and this is me just going out on a ledge and saying this. I think what binds us as Scorpios is that we know when. When to turn it up, down, across, left, right. It's like we choose the level of charisma that we need for any specific situation. Because who you are with me now is not who you are when you're dealing with your friends. Who you are with me knowing who who you are when you're dealing with whatever person is in supervisory position. You're not the same. And you, 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 you basically tone that across the board for whatever you think it's necessary. So I think that's where we have in common. But continue. So how important is your, your, your personality to your brand? For me, it's important, but, and this is where the fine line is for my brand and why I tell people I have to function in such a bubble by myself because no one understands what I'm doing but me and how much I, how much thought because I speak so idealistically that a lot of people mistake it for just an idealistic mindset they don't know how much thought i put into knowing what is required in the realistic aspect Mm -hmm. to make this work so my brand is my personality 
but different aspects of my personality. So it's one, I like to party. Oh, you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. Right? So how can I party without it? Because I like to read as well. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the books I read on success tell you, you got to stop going to the club and all of that. Because you're going to the club, you're spending all that money, it makes no sense. And the time too. Yeah. The time. How about I combine both? How about I remove the spending the money to party mm-hmm. and get paid to party? That makes sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now, I direct have to be the party animal that I am while working. Because I can't just go party and I can't just game for free and not do my job. Correct. But then how do you balance that? That's, that sounds very just, difficult. Just having sense. I feel like it's that simple. It's, really? it's just it's just a mastery of knowing of prioritizing and not necessarily a mastery can may master priority yet mm-hmm. but it's just understanding that yeah i'm having fun mm-hmm. but when the artist touch the stage and the client say what the pictures at this person i can't tell them but i was done in the party germania true but the thing is I, I guess the reason why i ask that i don't know it's it's simple balance but the reason why I ask that is because if you're going to party, I'm guessing you're going to drink, you want to carouse, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, having to work while you're doing that, doesn't it cut the party part of it short? No. Big no. And that's why I say keeping the love for this is just as important as everything else. Yeah, all the professional stuff and so really good, mm-hmm. but the it only, it only feels like you're losing party if you don't love the fact that you're there shooting. I love the fact that I'm there shooting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have to leave my friends for t- for like the next 20 minutes of this fit to go to the front of the stage to take a picture, to take pictures until this artist done perform. But I'm also loving that too. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about going out with my friends. It's also the fact that I love going out with my friends and working and the fact that my friends love the fact that when I get a job mm-hmm. they know if I dare dance with them and then I disappear where I be to the front correct doing your job exactly and they're okay with it that's why my circle means that's why my circle being small means so much to me everything for me is with intent and it's connect I've thought about everything that goes on in my life and i think about it every night before i go to sleep every night before i go to sleep i think about the people that are in my life and see should i cut you off yet yet Uh, Mm. so some people on a timer because i know that everyone isn't around for the long run i'm not here hoping that all my friends stay for like well i'm not here Idealistically. Idealistically hoping that all my friends stay forever. If I have to cut you because you're a liability, I will. Because regardless, my main goal, I can't achieve it if you're a liability. Mm. And that doesn't mean all... Because a lot of people look at that the wrong way as well. They look at it like all your friends have to be, have the same amount of drive for their passion as you. Mm -hmm. I have friends that don't even want to be good at a specific thing but that friend is a super no she's a supervisor at her job Mm. so she doesn't necessarily have a feel that she wants to be 
big dog in mm-hmm. but what she is doing and what she is really comfortable doing with every day mm-hmm. is ha- she really just wants to be somebody who has a nine to five gets a family gets she own house and live life correct she which is want, fine she want to do nothing more than that and travel but the thing is you know it's funny because i think that's fine just like me too. there are some people who and i've grown to accept it you know um because the thing is, at first I used to be like, but you, you're underachieving. Like, yeah, but life but, isn't life without life the everyday man. Exactly. But life is also not you yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like you have yeah. your life, you got your drive, yeah. you got that, your passion. If that's a, but don't, expecting everybody exactly, to have the same mindset as you. That's not true. Is that, but, then, but then if everybody had the same mindset, it would be a very boring world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I have to respect the fact. There's, there's, one, there's one young lady who's a friend of mine. Her goal in life is to be a great mother. That's that's the goal. It don't matter what she has to work. It don't matter if she has to like sacrifice. Her main goal is to be a good mother, like the best mother that she could be. Why is that her goal? She actually has a reason. Because she, when she was growing up, her mother was very distant and very cold and so on. And she worked out that her way of changing this is to make sure that whatever offspring she you know manifests have the best chance of success in terms of having an empathetic and involved mother. She's trying to correct what was done to her. And I have to respect it. That is an amazingly noble thing. I think a lot of the times too, we look down on people who don't have a drive to work. Like, so why is it that everybody has to have a drive and a passion for their work? No, no, no. I, no, I look at that different. You have to have a drive for your work. You don't have to have the drive to be the best at one specific thing. I don't even know if uh, you got got drive for work because the thing is, your work could just be a provision for you to make money to do something else. You see what I mean? Like, if okay, if you were working, have a goal. for me, have a goal. Of course, and that's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't have to. Have, yeah, your so goal yeah, doesn't have to be yeah, work. Yeah, work could be a means to an end. You're just yeah. trying to get some money for me so you could do what you really want to do for me it's just to know that you have something that you're working towards correct so you have something that, that you love that you want that so you... that when when i see you strain and i need to give you that that serious friend talk i can realign you by mentioning that goal mm. It's usually a last resort. That's usually when you see your friend really. Yeah, man, yeah, man. They slip. Right? They don't slip out. But having it to go back to, to say. is important. What you're doing, this ain't what you want. Correct. For it to hit you and be like, shit. It's important. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't have nothing to strive for, that's how you bring people. People who don't have nothing to strive for, Mm -hmm. that's how you bring people in your circle who when you accomplish what you accomplish, jealousy start to bite them. Mm. Because they ain't had nothing to strive for. Usually people who don't have nothing to strive for, no kind of goal at all, they're usually very insecure inside. But they, they kind of live vicariously through you. But then when you get fed up of them living vi- and you start to talk to them, then they get jealous- threatened. Yeah. I do think, I do think that sometimes... <sighs> People don't have a drive because other things. It's not just sometimes I found, at least I've encountered individuals who they don't have a drive for anything in particular. Mm-hmm. 
And it comes from sometimes a low self-esteem, low self-confidence. They feel like they don't either deserve to do anything or they don't deserve any success in any particular thing. Some people have been beaten down a lot. I'm not saying it's anybody's responsibility to fix them because I don't think it's your responsibility to fix anybody. You could inspire them to want to fix themselves and to want to live a better life. But some people, they just feel in the heart that I'm just here as a waste, like... Yeah. It's not even that they get jealous when they see you striving. You know, they just they have nothing. They feel like they don't deserve anything. It's very sad. Like if you think about it, to because if you think about yourself, you wake up tomorrow, you no longer have a drive to do anything. Like like to reconcile that in yourself, knowing who you are now. You see, what I mean, it's difficult. It's very sad. It's very depressing. So sometimes it's like in your circle, you sometimes have to like pull people up. Yes, and one of the best things to ask them is, what what would you do? If you could do anything, like just like if, if nothing was stopping you, what would you want? Where would you want to be and what would you want to do? And you, you encourage them to do that. Like, it's not just about, I feel like sometimes we could be on your own path, you're on your own path, but you're going to create a community around you. That's the, that's the, that's the point. Mm -hmm. You're going to inspire other people to want to do either what you're doing or do what they always wanted to do because they see you achieving it mm -hmm. and achieving it with some level of happiness too. Like, every time they see Mr. BTS in, like, my man looks stressed out and, like, he don't buy. Like, you know, that, that does create the opposite effect. It doesn't make people feel like success is supposed to be stressful. One time I was talking to one lady and she said, I'm a professional at relaxation. It's not that man driven and man doing my goals. But I understand that the balance is that I'm going to work hard and I'm also going to relax just as hard. Like, this is my balance in my life. This is what makes me happy. This is, I'm doing this, I love this, but I don't want to do this all the time. I also want to do this too. And I think that's really healthy. It is. It is. That's why I, that's why I balance both because I, I've had multiple people tell me, mm -hmm. when you check all them pictures, I see you standing up one spot all night dancing. And I say, <laughs> you ain't see that at all. <laughs> you ain't see you standing up one spot. You ain't see me stand up no one spot all night dance. <laughs> at all you see me in one spot every time you see me i was in that spot oh but you you i you was not there all night all i went to do me work like i will always do me work the most the most popular videos of me is of me in a fit dancing correct but i don't do me work i don't make sure that you get all the dancing mm -hmm. main behind the scenes begging a client to give me another chance come me do the work properly true I've always, I mean, I'm happy that you actually have that because I've always struggled for that. <clears throat> like when I'm doing, when I first started off, I used to do a lot of like personal family events. Like we got a little party, like I'm going to take pictures. Um, or like, you know, my friend would got like a special event or something. I would go and take pictures. <clears throat> I mean, I started as practice, but after a while I stopped bringing my camera. Reason being is because for me, there's two, there's two separate things. If I want to go to a personal event, I don't want to be the Steven that's like, I want to take me lighting and just drop it in you know, over there and mm -hmm. try on a, a, you know, a, a city or make this thing like look a little, feel, feel a little bit. I may want to be in that mode. That mode takes me away from the loving, engaged person that I want to be. So I guess for each of us, it's different. Like you finding the ability to like do your job and still have fun. Like still have fun like that way and still be engaged. That is amazing, bro. That's like it's like a different level to me. 
That's like a different level of like mental like fortitude and like even discipline. So I congratulate you for that. Like that's amazing that you could combine you. them two things. That's amazing. That's amazing. What do you think is the most difficult thing that you have to do when it comes to this whole branding? Like what's the most difficult part for you? Understanding the business side. Oh, the business. Mm -hmm. Because I always say it's easy for me to, once I get a a face-to-face conversation with anybody, I can get a job over anybody. Really? Whoever they had a conversation with, unless it's my boss, Candice. <laughs> okay. Because uh, so me, only, so I don't, I don't that's count. The on, that's the only woman. That's the only <laughs> business person in this field who strikes fear into my soul in terms of taking a client from you. She, man, no, she just really good at it. But for me, is <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> I sell when I and when I said that mm-hmm. is the not at a not for skill. It's not. That's not. I'm not talking about skill at that point. Mm. It's more. You can't sell yourself better than I could sell myself. I, could, I, I am the best. I would make anybody feel like I work flawlessly. Different ways of doing this, man. And that's <laughs> and that's because Different my end product this. that they can refer to mm. looks that way, even though my process is pretty chaotic the thing is it's weird because me and you have two different ways of seeing this and it's fine um the way i see it is that you could sell yourself fantastically mm-hmm. like the amount of confidence is just a different level mm-hmm. but i just do it like way differently like what i'm trying to do is to connect with this client like if i go into a, a, a meeting with somebody i'm trying to make that client let that client know that they're the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? I am not like trying to sell that like, I'm the most important thing to them. I'm trying to sell that like, I am the one that cares enough about your product mm-hmm. to make sure that it is the best that it could possibly be. Mm. So you see, it's like you, sometimes you, you take it from that from a nur- different from that nurturing standpoint. I take like, it from yeah. Like like I'm here to make sure that, that you okay yeah and that you get the value for your product i'm here to make sure that you make money i do that too but that leans more in me doing the work yeah of course but when it comes to how i mm-hmm. approach pitching mm-hmm. i approach pitching from a very it would be best that you hire me okay but then this thing is and and that's that's actually perfect because I don't pitch. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Like, if I go into a meeting with somebody, I'm not, I don't go to pitch mm-hmm. anything. I'm going, to, I'm going to make sure I understand what they want mm-hmm. and actually sell them that this could be done mm-hmm. or that we could make even more money if we do X mm-hmm. or we could even make this better if we do Y. You see what I mean? It's like, I'm not pitching to them. Like, I, I, go in, I always go into these, these things with the, the object to listen not to pitch mm. and i guess because most of the times even if we're pitching a project to a client we always start off with what is it that you stand to gain from this right mm-hmm. like we don't even start we don't even go in like listen blue touch is the mother loving best and if you no it's like listen this is what we think that you could get out of this before we even tell you what it is 
you're going to love it because this is going to increase blah, 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 blah. And you're going to look forward to the X and X That's returns. what I say too. That's what I say. Because I approach by saying, you know, this is the product. This is what you Correct. Yeah. This is what you get from the product, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of how I word it, I make my product mm-hmm. seem like you can't get this anywhere else. Correct. Like there's a scarcity here. Exactly. <clears throat> because And it's a limited the time. Reality <laughs> is the reality is one thing I taught myself, which is why I kind of I give praise to growing up in Nevis. Mm. Growing up in Nevis, Nevis is a very business place. Like a lot of people in Nevis has a have a business mind. Yeah man. Yeah, the man. regular man is probably very brilliant at business and you just don't know. Nevis Diversified people, very, yeah. they're doing multiple things. Yes. Yo, listen, I, I, so, I can't understand why the culture is so different. You I, meet a guy in Nevis and he working for a season, but he also got these trees, so he hustle, he's selling land, he got an apartment. I grew up in <laughs> Nevis. I grew up around. I grew up being a stranger to the business world. Mm-hmm. Being a, a stranger. I'm a stranger to working in it. Mm-hmm. and operating it as the lead entrepreneur for my own entity Correct. but I'm not a stranger to interacting with those kind of people those kind of people do not phase me Okay. right mm-hmm. what I've learned from growing up in Nevis and from my mentor personally is don't ever see the moment you let a client make you seem make it, the moment you let a client feel like you're desperate for the job yeah man you're done they take advantage of it right you already lost last year for events Mm -hmm. i told people despite me going to the event and shooting for free i said no when i did pitch to them and have the conversation and give me praise and they said this is what they could pay me and i said okay cool no yeah you have to i'm i'm okay i'm it's okay and then when they see me at the event and i show up and I still shoot and they get a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. My personal video that they don't have access to blows up. Well, the one that they have access to because that's the one they buy for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Didn't. And that's their promo. They don't have access to my footage. I have the better shots, I have the better edit, I have all of that. Mm. So it's about, and this it leans back to the whole ego thing right i set a standard for myself because i judge myself on cinema i don't compare myself to anybody here and mm. it's not uh it's, it's not, not a, a this. i don't yeah yeah it's not a i this. would quicker compare me walk to christopher nolan mm-hmm. than steven correct you see him right because he has proven that he can do it at the highest level. Correct. I'm not saying that Stephen can't, but no, as of but right, but as Nolan has done it multiple times. Correct. Correct. And there's no, there's no, we are not on the same tier here. Exactly. Like, like as even on a directorial level, I am not anywhere close to Christopher Nolan. And, and it's not to say that my vision isn't there. isn't isn't. Christopher Nolan he level, has, but he has proven yes, that he could that he can do he it. could do it because I tell people all the time right this is where I look at it I know my goal I don't tell people my goal I tell people a lot of things like one thing my sister always telling people is 
if I feel like he tell I all like my little sister, she mm. always saying so she's the only person who knows exactly how I operate. Everybody would come to me after I had an interview the other day at Studio Three Two Seven, mm-hmm. and everybody came to me and said, you know, I think the only beautiful interview you articulate yourself well. The only thing I would say is that you just say your plans too much. Uh, what you plan to do, right? Mm-hmm. Miss Little Sister just come and say, amazing, you did amazing, brap. Why? Little Sister is actually my harshest critique, ain't that she just guessing me up. Why? She knows what my goals actually are. I could tell you what I want. So there's a, there, so what you're saying is that you didn't? No. I said my ultimate goal on 3-7, it wasn't. It's one of, but it's not. But the my main. penultimate goal, well, no one knows who it is. Well, but the penultimate would be before the ultimate. Well, so my it, ultimate goal, they don't know. But it, no one knows but my little sister. Mm. And the reason, and it hasn't moved since the first time I touch a camera. Since the first time I touch a camera, that mm. has been my goal. And, it's and still, to this day, it is still my goal. And I've changed as a cinematographer a thousand times over. Same. And my goal remains the exact same. And I tell, I sat down with her and I told her one day, I am never changing my personality. I will grow as a person mm. and I will improve and I will become a better person. But my personality will remain the same. My confidence will continue to increase because the goal I have, it is so large. If I don't think that I am the best. I will never achieve it because you have to be the proven objective best or one of the best to achieve what I want to achieve. And if I do not feel that way now, why would I, why would I wait till I achieve it to feel that way? Me ain't going to reach it if me ain't feel so. And that's maybe answer for another maybe answer for you Stephen. maybe mm, you could yeah. reach it without ever feeling so but because of the kind of person i am i grew up with certain traumas that are that caused me to respond this way oh, wow. i uh-huh. respond well i respond to praise mm-hmm. but nobody praise matter more than me than mine mm. because of how much insecurities i had growing up oh wow so now, actually looking at myself and saying, I am proud of you and meaning it is means a more deal. to me than anything. It's not narcissism. It's, it comes off that way because no one knows how I think. Mm. No one knows what I'm going through. But when you've been insecure for so long, mm-hmm. actually being able to look at yourself and say, dog, you use this shit, you know, mm-hmm. that means more to you than anything else. Because you've you've... You've thought that you weren't good enough for so long. Mm. You've thought that by you ain't gonna ever achieve this. You just kinda just kinda you know. It's been fake for so long. Mm-hmm. Now that I am actually starting to believe it, nobody gonna tell me don't believe it. Cause I've been saying I'm the best for so long and did not believe it. I've been saying I'm the best for so long and I obviously saw it wasn't true. Know that I'm seeing glimpses that I'm one of. Cause that's all people that tell me change to say. People <laughs> that just tell me change to say, don't say you're the best. Say you're one of. Right? But, because but, but does, the, does that work for you and like no, your own emotional, no, like your own no, need? No. And that's why I tell people. Mm. For me, it's so much about 
me because I made it about everybody else for so long. And yeah, I'm only 23. Mm-hmm. But main key how you choose to main key no, how the thing is time, how, how, how my age, time, yeah, how, how your looks age for you. Correct. Them 23 years is 23 years for, for me. me. Uh-huh. And Which is your whole life. Exactly. And my entire life up until 21, mm-hmm. you see how recent that is, mm-hmm. was making sure people comfortable with how I make them feel. Mm. I'm now at the point where if you're not comfortable, that's fine, bro. I'm good though. You know, you know, you know something interesting. I think listening to you just now, it kind of make me, my whole perspective feel different. Because when I was growing up, right, I used to listen to a lot of rap music. Love, just love rap music. Don't tell me more than me father this because I feel like they'll be very disappointed. But anyway, um, listen to all the rap music. And one thing that you could always constantly hear guys in rap music say is that I'm the mother effing best. Like, I don't care what nobody thinks. It's the best rapper there ever was, the best that there ever will be. Like, don't come tell me nothing about, oh, well, this person, this person ain't got nothing on me. Like, and you take the vibrators, like, ah, you know, that's just, you know, that's just being, like, proud, egotistical, you know, that's just, that's just what rappers just do. But listening to you talk just now, it, it, it snapped something in my mind. What if... What they are doing is counterbalancing the trauma of early life for them when nobody believed in them. You see what I mean? Like, how do you go up on stage in front of thousands of people, right, and perform? Think about it. Not just a few hundred or uh, your friends in front of thousands and thousands of people. How do you... How do you develop that? How do you even psych yourself up for that? We talk going up there and just going blank. Like, it makes me feel like that is necessary for them. They have to feel like they are the best. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Like, any cracks in the arm or any chink, it might just make them fall apart. It, made me feel, it, it, makes, it just makes me feel a lot more. In, like, listening to you display that, like, that was, it was beautiful. And I feel like without that realness, like people would misunderstand you. Yeah. Like, how, like I can't understand. Like if somebody comes up and is like, I don't care, I'm 23 and I'm the best. You know what I mean? Like from the time you say you're the best, like a target on your back, that's 100%. Like people going to be like, hey, I'm the best. You know what I mean? From the time you say you're the best, like everybody going to look at your work extremely critically because they're trying to find reasons to discredit why you're not the best. Mm-hmm. You check what I mean? But you explaining that just now is powerful because you're saying that before time, Stephen, like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I had any potential to even be that. Like, my growing up was just, like, traumatic. When I, it's when I started taking photos and posting on Instagram especially, when mm-hmm. I started doing that first, my, I've always had and I've always been inspired by really, like, really out there art. Like, mm-hmm. the art is all, the art that inspires me is very out the box. And I started practicing by learning how to recreate them in photography. Because mm-hmm. when I say art, I mean, like, actual paintings and so. Wow. I also look at paintings and say, how oh, I could do this in photography. Mm. And I would go and 
learn how to do it in compositing and them kind of stuff. Correct. And they always used to fail. I used to, uh, they always used to look bad. And every time I done one, I got to my little, this is my little sister. sister. Eh? Sounds like I you, you rock by. I got to my little sister and I said, I done. This ain't for me, you check. Maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I, re, I really, really smart. Maybe I really should just go and finish the medical degree and go be, go be a lab tech. And she's like, you won't be happy if you're in a lab for the rest of your life for 20 odd. And I'm like, no. She says, so, then why do it? So why you won't do that? Because it got a little hard. And she kept, she listened to me. Every single, it had a point for every day for almost two months. She had to write a paragraph every day to encourage me. What? And it just reached the point. And it is because traumas growing up mm-hmm. certain things i went through certain things i went through with parents and it kind of it broke me to a point where i didn't notice mm. it don't it broke me down confidence wise to a point where me had none what? like zero percent confidence but because of how i was viewed to like peep my peers mm-hmm. i couldn't shut up I couldn't show that man had no confidence because I've always been the funny. Mm-hmm. I've always been the funny guy. What the funny guy who you can't call a clown because he's very smart. Mm-hmm. He could turn off the funny and make you look stupid. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't be in that guy. And still be. And still having the low confidence. confidence yeah. It don't work together. It don't work together. Yeah, correct, so yeah. you can't just show people that. So it was always very much an insight thing. Mm-hmm. And... I, I kept getting better, I kept getting better, I kept getting better, and to the point where I made that decision to say, you know, man, like, feel this way no more. It was literally, I wake up one morning and I said, man, like, feel this way no more. Mm-hmm. I don't like to feel this way anymore. I don't like not, because if man, what wake up me is my little sister gone away. My little sister, I used to get access what? to my little sister like it was nothing. My little sister gone away. And my little sister gone away to train for tennis. She wants to be a professional tennis player. Amazing. She gone in academy. She up. My little sister is my best friend, direct. Correct. Hands down. The way you talk about I have a, like I it. have a, a best friend who is a friend, mm-hmm. but not even she could compete. compare to me. My little sister. sister is my best My little sister know every little detail about me, both bad and good. My little sister is who I could tell that I do some foolishness mm-hmm. and she ain't going to judge me. She ain't just say, why you do that? Yeah. And she ain't give me the opportunity to say why I do and it. And explain it. And no. explain it because she knows the kind of person I be. I don't go into things. I don't do something wrong and come out of it and say, but me ain't wrong. I'm not that kind of person. Same here. And because I'm not the kind of person, I feel like people, the problem that always be because most of the most of the people in the world are those kind of people they don't give me the chance to have the accountability that I need to have. They oh, usually, so they approach me from the standpoint of I'm being ignorant without realizing that me being ignorant. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you're saying that a lot of the times you are basically subject to, like, People think that you're wrong. People think that you're gonna be wrong and strong, so they approach with they a level of with a wrong and vitriol. Yeah. When it's like, don't tell I've, me nothing. Don't tell I've me nothing. I've been over here murdering myself mentally and waiting for you to come over, or waiting to approach you to tell you, this is why. 
I apologize. I apologize. This is, this is yeah. why. I guess because I lead with why I did it, mm. but no one ever lets me finish to say, I'm sorry, uh, I messed I up. I apologize, Correct. and I don't think that was right. Mm. So she gives me that outlet to be... To say completely. Say completely. And to be and vulnerable she'd, at the she'd end. she'd always be like, okay, once you'll be honest with me, I know you ain't the kind of person you ain't gonna do no hand no shit like rape. So me ain't gonna say once you ain't rape nobody, I good. Mm. Ain't even she said me ain't even gonna say that. Mm. Just be honest with me because I know who you'll be for real. And the only time I'm gonna ever vex with you if you ain't be who you'll be for real with me. Mm. So with that, it's just me going, going, going now to the point where she gone away. No, have a I could message her, mm. but the problem is when she went with for the first time. It was she ain't had enough. No, she ain't had no phone. What? She, she. This is how focused she get. Me and her feel the same way about each other. We see each other rock. Mm-hmm. She could have make the hard decision to take out, she chip out she phone, lock off she phone, and throw it in a draft for a couple of months and not talk to nobody and focus on tennis. I say if my little sister could do that, I need to brace up because she mm-hmm. and me feel the same exact way about we relationship. She could throw she phone in her jaw and decide, bad, it's going to be hard, but me ain't going to be talking to my brother for the next couple months. So she could focus on... So she could focus on things. During that time, I said, if she come back and I ain't get exceptionally better on photography, I going to be disappointing she. So you buckle down? So I buckle down and fix my mindset first because me ain't improving photography for a while. Mm. I was stuck in a heart. I was improving in videography because... That's where I think that's where my natural talent lies. Mm-hmm. I'm telling a, stories. I'm naturally talented at telling stories mm-hmm. and doing them stuff. So putting together a video is it. I always progress once I keep doing videos. Mm-hmm. But because photography is the one I'm not necessarily naturally talented at, mm-hmm. if my mental isn't in the right place, I don't get better at photography. Uh-huh. Right. So when I'm when I'm thinking, I'm like, bye, I got to think. So I focus, I move out of Nevis, mm. come sing it, I throw away. Yeah, I throw away basically. My life in Nevis, I don't tell people all the time, my life is a complete duality. The life I live in, think it's in terms of the struggles I go through. Mm-hmm. I could, if I decide tomorrow, I don't want to do this anymore. I can go on for Nevis and live a very comfortable life. Life in Nevis set up for me, mm. but it's then you just would, that you is it is it is it is it because you grew up in Nevis so you understand that no 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 not inter when I tell you set up not set up in terms of the point where it's I'm happy or not it's just a more positive place life set up to me to the point where I building another house you building another house you hear what I say another. Could you just could you allow me to get that deed so I could build a house in Nevis, please? It's just it's just it's just the mindset <laughs> you, of Nevis. You completely blow past the request, by the way. It's just the, as if me is serious and I'm being very serious. Like, set me up with a deed in Nevis, bro. Me no do that. But you say you got you could just build another house. Right? No 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 no. I can. I am. Like the mindset of Nevisians are to get their home, their homes, and then pursue their dreams after. Mm. They work backwards. They secure to make sure they could lay their head and lay their head without anybody telling them, you ain't parent this month. 
Mm. I think it's just different. Right? For me, it was about realizing that my grandmother is who set up that, and my grandmother is who put a mindset in my head. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, everything I have said, she raised me, right? Mm-hmm. I had to leave. I'd make up the mind and say, all of this nice, but all of this is the reason me progressing. All because of comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. All of this is the reason me progressing. All of this, I need to put myself in a situation that I, if I don't make it, mm-hmm. I'm gone dead and I had to leave and I went to think it's what me had enough no infrastructure no foundation set up nothing the most I had was a couple of friends that's amazing bro so even even with just this I mean it's a very short travel between saying it's nervous. so it's you feel a, it's, it's a major it's change. a major change it's for you it's a major change for me because of what I had mm-hmm. and what I had to give up to get here it's just nervous to think it's people don't look at it like that. But if you mm, see, it's not. if you if you step into my life in nervous for a day and step into my life in think it's for two minutes, it's completely different. It's completely different. Two minutes in my two minutes in my life in think it feels mm. like a day. Is it is it is it is it still? I mean, when you moved, we're gonna wrap up in a second. But when you moved, it was it like like uncomfortable to a point. Like was it? still uncomfortable uh, so you still even know yeah and that's because that's how that's how comfortable nervous was so to the point now where i've made things a little better it's still very uncomfortable to what i'm used to but mm-hmm. because of what i had i'm saying i want i want to get there mm-hmm. without the help of my grandmother mm-hmm. because I basically, I basically met it halfway there and may i not just push you to finish it well I want to be able to do that on, on your have own. my own back, mm-hmm. but not just achieve the comfortable living. Mm-hmm. I don't so just want to be comfortable. I want to achieve the goals because yeah, you have the goals. I have the goals. I want to reach the pinnacle of success that whatever I, the version of myself that I see in my head, mm-hmm. me ain't seeing it for no reason. Whoever it is, because me, I'm very spiritual. If it's God, if it's the universe, whatever you believe in, whoever putting it there for me to see it every ticking second I did it to the point where it drives me crazy. That's mm-hmm. why I tell people, I the reason I could confidently say I am the best, if another videographer walks up to me today and say, let me and you shoot a video, mm-hmm. and if you video better than mine, you're going to stop videography tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? You gotta want it more than me. Because one thing I'm gonna do, if you're better than me when you came, you ain't gonna be better than me by the time your video come out. Is it is it is, is it what it's, do they it's say? It's me wanting it more. Do do they call it I think I don't know if the, the term for it now is the dog in you? Is it is that's what they call it? That's what they call it. I hate that term. I don't I like the term. Too. I hate it too. I, feel I like just it's, look it's at it. Regressive. As I want it more. more. You want it more. Because my end goal unless you have the same exact end goal as me you do I not it. want this more than me i doubt it i think i think i think my end goal is something i don't share at all similarly and i don't know if it's that's something that me and you have in common there's a lot of things that i say <laughs> i think my friend of mine told me the other day you say a lot of things but you don't you're very particular about what you're saying you're not saying everything you're just saying some things and I think, man, if it's like growing up, you learn to compartmentalize and like have friendships to a certain degree, you have a threshold. Like, 
I'm going to tell this person this and that's it. There's no more information here. And this person here, they're going to get some different information or some more information, but not as the same information as this. It's just like you compartmentalize. But I don't share my goals, my end goals, because people ruin things. Like they don't, sometimes they don't actively want to ruin things, but because of how they respond, they, they tend to yeah. just sh shit on your dreams. Yeah. Or like make you feel like what you want is crazy or out of whack. God, God didn't give you your dreams for them. Exactly. It's for you. But then that's the thing. And I think that's why maybe we got to be very, very careful. Not just us, but people. We just got to be very careful as human beings when you're sharing goals. Because when you share goals on social media, the first thing that people do is they congratulate you. Yeah. You haven't done anything. You've only said that I want to start this trod. But you already get the congratulations. So it's like, well, I may really need to go through this pain and I don't get the end result, congratulations. I already got everything I wanted. Why do I need? Like I said, I wanted to lose weight and everybody's like, yeah, man, go for it. Yeah, I believe in you, man. Like I always thought you could do this. But we ain't do nothing yet. Me ain't losing weight. Me ain't losing, no, me ain't even, I still here eating fish and fries. You understand? Like me ain't eating no real. Like me ain't even start. You gotta be very, very careful who you share. So I do agree with that 100%. When people ask you where your end goal is, don't, yeah, don't reveal no, give them a hand, so. You give them an answer. I just give them one day. I had to watch, right? I one of the non-consequentials. Yeah. Like, you can't stop it, no matter yeah. what you do. I look at... I'll try to stop it so that I could go forward yeah, and get yeah. something else. Like, I look at... I tell people all the time, and I stand on this so much, right? And it might be... People might look at it as very untrustworthy, I guess. Mm. But... Everything I tell you is the truth... To a certain extent. To a certain extent? So you might ask me, uh -huh. you know, well, what's your end goal? What's, what's, what do you want I to achieve? My end goal for this month. But I'm going to tell you is my end goal for this month. You just tell you this month. I might tell you an end goal and the end goal might be completed already. It was probably my end goal for a certain point. But you like, I don't want anybody but the people who are nearest and dearest my little sister knows more about me than my father and my grandmother mm. which is that's fine my friend destiny no more about me than my father that's also fine like the people i don't who even I, my father know that much about me the really. people who i know who have proven to me like they understand i have a friend group it's three of us mm. me and two girls Mm -hmm. they're like my closest friends love them to death mm -hmm. one friend knows some certain things about me and another friend ain't correct it's compartmentalized you you don't tell one person everything yeah so like both of them don't know the same things about exactly. me. exactly but both of them know the gist of my correct. genuine nature correct 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 right which and is the authentic that's authentic yeah so it's i tell people as much as people know what people see, like I tell people, I am the embodiment of you see what I want you to see. You could feel like you know me. You could got dirt on me mm -hmm. and you still don't know anything because me, yeah. that situation probably out of context. I've had people tell me, I do it they got screenshots of me and they would drop them they try blackmail me to try make me frighten and tell them guys 
because I am the least I want to explain myself personally in this world. You drop down, I go about my business and somebody <laughs> try to talk to me in the streets and I'd, I'd tell them, oh yeah, me and other boy and go about my business. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> and that's because what off that? so much things matter more to me that, and I guess it's, and it wasn't that way. All the time. Yeah. But like I'm reaching a point now where so much more things require my time than and require yeah. for me to be in a good here, space. Answering the hearsay. Than answering mm-hmm. your hearsay or your scream for attention mm-hmm. is the least of my problems. Because I got better things to do. And I got better things to do that affect me directly. Unless what you're doing affects me directly mm-hmm. and I don't engage in anything that someone can say to tarnish a regular name mm-hmm. does not work with me because of how how unapologetically me I am in the public eye. So interesting. I think I also think that when, when people buck up on like personalities like yourself it's different. And I think it's different. It's intense. I'm not gonna lie. It's like freaking like punching in the face levels of intense. Devon, you are you're a very intense person. But at the same time, people take it as more authentic because so much times I think people try to dance around or skirt around who they really are. Like, you know, we got a lot of people who kiss ass. Um so it's like when you find somebody who like seems like genuinely authentic, you kind of like latch onto them. You're like, wow, you you're able to say that. Like, some people like they wish they were so brave, or they wish they were like so open, or so willing to be their, their true authentic selves. So it comes over like that. It comes over as an authentic person. Something I'm very comfortable saying, and people always tell me don't say it, no, no. is I always say I'm not a nice person. I think you're nice. I'm not. I think I think you're a nice person. I'm let me let me draw the conclusion that you sell no man. You sold me no, nice. I'm, no, I don't. Sell, I don't sell being nice. You sold me nice. I bought nice. No, I think I'm, underneath I'm, this layer, I'm, 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 of, I'm of, kind of rock and no, I'm kind and crystal and diamond. That underneath there, there's no, a layer of I'm, Devon. No, I'm kind. That's that's kind I'm and ki- nice. I'm kind. You're a nice person. No, I'm kind. You are nice. I'm kind. I'm prophesying it over your life. Okay. In the name of, Great job. of the universe Great. and Jesus Christ himself. Your optimism is beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind. Yes, but you're where, not nice. Where I... You kill. I would, see, I would kill. Yeah, correct. But like, when I say I'm not a nice person, if I'm here, right, mm-hmm. and my two friends here, right, and a girl next door, and my friends say, Man, like that girl, she making me uncomfortable because she being loud, right? Mm-hmm. My friend ain't gonna say it because she ain't be like, oh man, why not feel no way? But you would just. I'm going to be the one to say, you hook up, I'm here, you're being loud. Have you ever been punched in the face? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rhetorical question. Right? <laughs> but it's like, I'm not a nice person because I do whatever it takes to keep my space how it is oh how it how you want and it to be if so you my friends are start to ex- yeah. yeah if my friends start to become a, because they mean so much to me you will i immediately say 
that is affecting my space. Well, the thing is, Devon, let, let me let me put it like this. And again, we're gonna wrap up just now. But let me put it like this. You don't see yourself as a nice person, but what you just explained is a nice person. Because you care so much about your friend that even if they're not brave enough to tackle a situation, you will tackle it for them. You will be that person to stand in the gap for them. And that is nice because you're considering somebody else's feelings. It's not that you're not saying that you feel that the person is loud and affecting you. You're saying that the person is loud and it's affecting them. So you take the initiative to say, I am going to protect them, their space. That's nice. A lot of people are not nice enough to do that. A lot of people are not brave enough to do that because they, they want to keep things as smooth as possible. So you say you're not a nice person, but that example is extremely nice. If you just say you're not a nice person because you don't like nobody and you don't care how nobody feel, that would be different. But you do care how people feel. I care feel. people feel. Correct. Like once it's once it's that's once it's within that realm of my, that them that's people nice. care about a lot. That's nice. Like, it's nice. It's still nice. And you're not. The thing is, you you didn't even express disrespect. You told the person they're being loud. I would. You need to exit the space because you're being loud. It, it, there are ways to do that that would be disrespectful. Like you call the person out their name, abuse their mother or something. You know what I mean? That would be different. I mean, I guess with retaliation, you might change your strategy depending. Mm. But the way that you approached it is very plain. You are being loud. Therefore, I need you to exit this area because we don't want this in this area. You know what's a shock to me? I'll tell you the truth. Like, this is a little personal, but the first time I saw one of your statuses, right, with you, you're walking up in some fet. I think it was over Nevis in Culturama, something you were doing, right? It shocked the hell out of me. Like, you ain't even know. Like, what? I must have watched the video at least six times. I kept, like, this is Devon? You know, I still remember the message. I messaged me on this spot. He messaged me on this spot and said, bro, this is who you are? Like, boom. Who is this individual here? And I never met just, this person yet. It's just the duality A man inside a band wearing your face mask, my boy. I think you need to track him down and tell him to stop doing that. That's not... that. Like, it was like... But the thing is... I did reconcile it because we all got different levels, darling. Mm -hmm. we, we, like, I don't do the same thing. Like, the person you meet here is not the same friend. If you meet one of my friends, it's not the same person. It's not the same person. One other person will tell you, like, hey, Loki, he's a jerk. One person will say, bye. Yo, Steven is, like, the most unkind person, like, like unempathetic yeah. person. Like, but that's in that space. That's what I inhabit because that's what's going to bring forth whatever I need from that space. And I'm not trying to be manipulative. And it's not like some crazy psychedelic plan that it's always, oh, you know, going to be different with this. But no, it's not that. It's that different vibrations yeah. require a different sort of frequency. Yeah. You, got, you, you, you tend to just mesh into what needs to happen. That's literally it. That's all. When I'm being, when I'm at work mm -hmm. and I, I'm like, Hey, good morning, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm doing all of that. But then I go out and I with my friends them and I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, listen, your I'm face like, changed. outside. Just your face, your right? face changed. Just I now. always in a fit. It was a little freaky just now. He just like, I felt like it was like, it was a little schizophrenic. It went from, it went from zero to a hundred real fast. Yeah, because I don't even like, think the recording was ready. 
when I was outside, when I'm outside with my friends, like I'm always shouting, I'm, and I've had people see me in fits who've worked with me, and they're like, "Yeah, man, it's weird. It's just like, a, it's just like, a shock. Like, who you be?" And I'm like, "Your face don't look different." Dog. And I'll be you. like, "I'll be like, oh, oh yeah, no me, man. I but I just bust off because the problem is I I don't really smile much at work." I smile for the I smile for the client, mm-hmm. but my tone is very different. Some like it's just what's required to for get work. the job correct. done. Correct, it's what's required. It right. is, indeed, I could I could I could measure that. It's what required. It's what's required to get the job done. Even with my personal work, mm-hmm. I struggle more completing work at work than your own personal work. Yeah. My own personal work. I think that's 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 generally the gist of it. I feel the same. Yeah. And the thing is, I own the business. And even though, it's the, even though it's the same field. Yeah, it's the same field. But the thing is, when I'm doing client work, it's, it's just a different, it's a different set of um, parameters. When you're doing your own thing, it's like, I want to try this shit here. Suppose I just like, yo, I like that, yo. I'm going this route now. And there's nobody to answer to. You know what I mean? There's nobody to say. I mean, you, you'd probably ask your friends, oh, you know, what do you think about this? I'll give you some feedback. But you don't have to change it. Like, if I want to keep this this way, Nobody has you can't tell me nothing. Alright, Devon, we got we're gonna wrap this yeah, up, man, because sure. yeah. Um so give us give us some of them handles, at least so we could, you know, promote the BTS. I am BTS rolling across every platform. Straight up. That name is mine. There's no other BTS rolling but this one. Yo, listen, right? The dude, you don't you don't talk with like the level of intensity, right? I don't know, you don't snap in it. Anyway, guys, we've been talking to BTS Roland today. Um, thank you so much. I'm going to say Devon. Devon, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. I feel like I know a little bit more about you now, so I understand a lot where the, you know, that intensity, because you, you got a very intense confidence. It's like, it does kind of slap people. Yeah. It's, it's like, there's no way to prepare for what you're about to say. And it got more intense between... La, like, like the last couple months of last year now because I on believe the it way more now and the trajectory has started to match where I, w- I believed in my ability but me really had nothing going on Correct. now that I see so much things coming together yeah you're gonna get worse or better it depends on the perspective correct alright well Devon thanks so much man for coming through for coming through guys you've been listening to Objectively Incorrect I'm your boy Stephen Smith and as usual peace no gang signs guys Boom.